0: Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB, you're listening to Crypto & Coffee at 8. How Crypto & Coffee at 8 works is Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we cover top news and information related to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. We also follow two news and information related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Now, this is followed by an Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, and cryptocurrencies. So, let's kick this thing off. 10, 9, 8, 7. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP and today is the 11th of October 2021. First working day for me, usually people in Dubai and Middle East, they work Sunday to Thursdays. But our podcast that is Blockchain DXP is only from Monday to Thursday. So today is Monday, today is the 11th of October 2021. Shoktober looking really good for bitcoin and cryptocurrency market the market cap is hovering around 2.3 trillion dollar mark and today we have some really interesting news about ethereum and its use case as a settlement layer and will it overtake bitcoin settlement layer and network settlement layer we're going to be discussing some bits of it we will also look at vitalik Buterin, one of the co-founders of ethereum was called Bitcoin Maximalist Shameless. And this is in regard to Bitcoin El Salvador and a lot of back and forth conversation in Reddit. So definitely really, really important stuff. And we're also going to be talking about McDonald's, who has gotten into NFTs in China. And one question that I always pose again and again is, is Bitcoin apolitical? And can politics and politicians help or break Bitcoin? and open source innovation and I have one question that is according to you guys do you think Republicans are in favor of Bitcoin and open source innovation or are Democrats in favor of Bitcoin and open source innovation now in UK are conservatives in favor of Bitcoin and open source innovation or are Labor Party more in favor of Bitcoin and open source innovation so that is a question I really want you guys to think over Regarding UAE, I have two news and both the news has got to do with Blockchain DXB. The first one is the Bitcoin Beginner's Guide. Now this is my ninth session and you can sign up for this event either via Eventbrite.com. I will also be going live on Podbean so you can listen to the audio version via Podbean or You can also go to AirMeet. It kind of is similar to Zoom, but it's much more interactive. So Bitcoin Beginners Guide takes place on the 21st of October. Now it is a three-part series. The first one is on the 21st of October. The second is on the 28th of October. And the third one is on the 4th of November. The second news is also about Blockchain DXB, that is Ethereum Beginners Guide. This is the 5th session by me. The whole idea is to educate the people of dubai uae and middle east so that you guys get a better idea of what bitcoin is and what ethereum is the ethereum beginners guide takes place on the 21st of october it is just a one-part series so again the sessions are completely free of cost. so going back to today's news welcome guys it's ATM you're in dubai and you're listening to crypto and coffee at eight where we cover five news and information pertaining to bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies how the series of episodes under crypto and coffee at eight works is we usually cover three news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies and some breaking news or mega news occasionally short and sweet news as well the other two news and information is related to dubai uae and middle east and world of bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies this is followed by ask me anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, pure blockchain and cryptocurrencies from 8.30am to 9am gulf standard time. So let's kick this thing off. Hey everyone, today is 11th of October 2021, now the price I've taken it is from 4am in the morning 11th of October gulf standard time, the global crypto market. Is at $2.26 trillion. Since the last 24 hours, it is marginally down by 2.66%. Now, what's really interesting is that the total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours has also gone down over the weekend. Now, when I looked at this report on Thursday, as per Gulf Standard Time, the total crypto market volume for the last 24 hours was hovering around $120 billion. Since the last 24 hours, that is in Sunday and Monday, it has gone down by over $20 billion. But if you precisely look at the data for the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 3.26%. Another thing which is really surprising is that the total volume of DeFi has also gone down. On Thursday, the total volume of DeFi, that is the last 24 hours, was at $17.89 billion dollars. The total volume in DeFi is currently at 11.29 billion dollars. So most likely it is that during the week, and that is on Saturdays and Sundays, people just want to relax and they don't want to go out and trade cryptocurrencies. DeFi accounts for 11.40% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. On Thursday, DeFi accounted for 14.50% of the total crypto market. 24-hour volume. The volume of stablecoins now is at $78.44 billion. Stablecoin accounts for 79.21% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. The king of all kings, Bitcoin. The price of Bitcoin has gone extremely high and is currently at $54,734. Now who would have thought the price of Bitcoin Go past $50,000 back in 2013. Now, 2013 was the time when I got involved in the Bitcoin. Believe it or not, that time the maximum I thought the price of Bitcoin would go, and this is the absolute maximum. I was thinking a maximum of $200, that's about all. But fast forward to 2021, October, the price is $54,734. What is really interesting in 2021 in comparison to 2017 is that the Bitcoin dominance is gradually getting higher and higher. Looks like the general media and general people are understanding that a lot of the shit coins do not have any volume. So the Bitcoin dominance is gradually going up to and currently it is at 45.50%. increase of 0.88% over the last 24 hours. Now we have some really interesting information and this has to do with settlement layer. My question to you guys is Bitcoin versus Ethereum. What makes for a better settlement layer? Ethereum as payment settlement layer? How does that sound? Now there's a really important tweet by Ryan Watkins who I believe works for Massari, Now Massari.io. Has a lot of on chain analysis for Bitcoin, Ethereum, and a couple of other cryptocurrencies as well. As per Masari report, over $6.2 trillion in transactions have been settled on Ethereum over the last 12 months. That is absolutely massive news. It is up by well over 300% since the last 24 hours. This has a lot to do with DeFi. And maybe a lot to do with NFTs, I thought. But guess what? This does not take into consideration the ERC-20 tokens at all. So a lot of the transaction details are purely to do with stable coins. Now, out of the $6.2 trillion, I believe 80-90% to of that will be Tether USDT. So this is absolutely massive news. And I really am not sure why mainstream media is not covering it. So, over $6.2 trillion in transactions have been settled over Ethereum. Now, Dean Amos, who is uh, the author of a book, Bitcoin Standard, does make use of time preference and he feels that Bitcoin can and will be used as global settlement layer. Now, at macro level, what that would mean is that banks would settle their transaction details or international settlement details using Bitcoin at the end of the day, but looks like Ethereum is taking that place. Ethereum is turning out to be a massive giant. Again, as I mentioned, this does not even include the ERC-20 token. Now, in a similar post, Nasdaq had posted an article over a month ago, and it has a comparison of Bitcoin versus Ethereum as settlement network. Some really detailed information is in that report. You can find that report on my LinkedIn profile as well. It has some real detailed comparison on daily fees between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Transfer volumes between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Looks like Ethereum is playing big and becoming a giant in comparison to Bitcoin. Meanwhile, in September, Standard Chartered Bank, they have a department called as Crypto Assets and they published a report called as Global Research now, as per that research, it states that the structural value Ethereum between twenty-six thousand to thirty-five thousand dollars. Personally, I do feel that that is a little bit too far fetched. I do think that ETH or Ethereum will overtake Bitcoin, but that will happen only in terms of market cap. In terms of price, I definitely don't think so. That could happen, and the reason is pretty simple. There are other competitors to Ethereum such as EOS, Cardano, Algorand and Solana. Solana has already taken a huge chunk of Ethereum smart contract, NFTs and DeFi and with Cardano's upcoming upgrades such as Hydra. It is possible that a lot of the projects will be moving on to Cardano, Algorand or maybe even Solana. Moving on to next news. Alexander Hoffner, the CEO of BitMEX, feels at least five other countries are going to be joining in making Bitcoin as legal tender. Now, according to him, all of these five nations will be from developing nations. Bitcoin Magazine has published a fantastic article on what Alexander Hofner has said. So, go to newsbtc.com. Again, you can go to my LinkedIn profile. You would get all the relevant links and articles bitcoin magazine has taken the details from world bank now world bank has taken the detail from a website called as nomad which is spelled as k for kite N for november o for orange m for mother a for alpha and d for delta now according to them remittance flows to low and middle income countries reached 540 billion dollars in 2029 and to be honest bitcoin Solves a lot or most of these problems. Bitcoin solves the problems in terms of fees and in terms of time. It makes life so much more easier. With Lightning Network, the transfer of details could literally be instant in at pretty much zero to literally cents in fees. So Bitcoin Lightning Network would be the ideal use case for these developing nations. It'd be really interesting to see how the IMF reacts to this particular news. Now, Bitcoin does solve a lot of problems. However, Vitalik Buterin was a little bit skeptical on the whole El Salvador's approach and I partly have to agree with him. So, what happened was that there was a Redditor who posted some negative things about El Salvador's Bitcoin approach. And uh, he did not say that it is a positive thing. And Vitalik Buterin also agreed to it. And he replied to that post. Now, I do understand uh, what Vitalik Buterin is saying. Because according to him, the approach is contrary to the ideals of crypto. You cannot force Bitcoin onto your nationals. That is more of an autocratic approach. And looks like what El Salvador has done and President Nayib Bukele has done is that he has pushed Bitcoin onto its citizens without taking the consent. Now, can an autocratic leader force Bitcoin and make it compulsory to use? The answer to that is yes. An autocratic leader and politicians can actually force the adoption of Bitcoin. Is that a good thing? I personally don't think so. And Vitalik Buterin has also said it's contrary to the ideals of crypto. And I'm pretty much sure a lot of them agree to that. One interesting point which Andreas Santana always says is that what happens in the near future if there is a fork of Bitcoin, which Bitcoin is a legal tender. So he always questioned that in his podcast called his Speaking of Bitcoin. Now remember guys, Bitcoin was created as a movement towards separation of money and the state. Will it ever be successful? I really have no answer. It is a peer-to-peer electronic cash system, but politics and politicians can sway the direction in the adoption of Bitcoin and also making sure that it does not get adopted as well. Now, I did have a session last week called as Pestle R Analysis, where I talked about the political factors that govern Bitcoin and how politicians and politics can actually make or break Bitcoin and open source innovation. Now talking about politics, I also have another question for you guys. Are Republicans in favor of Bitcoin and open source innovation? Or are Democrats in favor of Bitcoin and open source innovation? Now again, if you are in the UK, are conservatives in favor of Bitcoin and open source innovation? Or are Labour Party members in favor of Bitcoin and open source innovation? Republican Senator Cynthia Loomis is very pro-Bitcoin and pro-open source. And she's actually bought more Bitcoin. And in the past as well, when the price of Bitcoin was falling down, she was excited that she will be buying more Bitcoin. In a recent post by NewsBTC by Bitcoin.com, she disclosed her recent Bitcoin purchase in a periodic transaction report. So all these politicians, they have to show their extra earnings. Uh, Jameson Lopp, one of the OGs of Bitcoin, also has a project called BitcoinPoliticians.org. What this particular website does is, it shows all the politicians who have bought Bitcoin. And it's not a surprise. There are only six politicians, as per his data, who have purchased Bitcoin. All the politicians are Republican, not a single Democrat has shown having purchased Bitcoin. So looks like all Republicans are in favor of Bitcoin and open source innovation and freedom. Moving on to some NFT news, McDonald's in China gave away Big Mac Rubik's Cube as NFTs They did that on its 31st anniversary, which was on the 8th of October. So if you go to McDonald's website, you can see a 3D image of Big Mac Rubik's cube. And there were only 188 NFTs that were being issued. McDonald's has a tie up with Conflex Network. Well, I believe it's a blockchain protocol, maybe somewhat similar to Ethereum. The only post that I saw was by Conflex Network's Twitter account. So they have released 188 NFTs. What do you guys think? Would you, do you guys think that someone will buy this on a secondary market? and will there be value for mcdonald's big mac rubik's cube most likely maybe 10 or 20 years down the line it could be something you know which might be shown on pawn shop where some collectors may definitely go out and buy one of these nfts the next news that i have and i'm a bit skeptical on this because uh, there is no official release on this so i'm not sure if it is a rumor or legitimate news news from various articles from various crypto mainstream media, state that Godfin Emilefe, who is the governor of the Central Bank of Nigeria, has confirmed the country's upcoming digital currency will be launched in a couple of days from now. I'm unable to find absolutely any legitimate source. Bitcoin Magazine has uh, got the source from NDTV, which is an Indian channel in India, Indian news channel in India. In that particular website, it does not give any sources. So I tried to look at sources from you know, Cointelegraph. Everyone has published this article that the Central Bank of Nigeria has confirmed the country's upcoming digital currency will be launched in a couple of days from now. However, I just could not find the official source. So it most likely could be rumor and illegitimate news. So I wouldn't be surprised if that thing does not happen in the next few days. Moving on to two news and both the news is about blockchain DXP. The first one is the Bitcoin beginner's guide by Blockchain DXP. Now again guys there are three dates for it. The first one is on the 21st of October and it's from 11:30 a.m to 1230 pm Gulf Standard Time. The second one is the on 28th of October And the third one is on the 4th of October. So all of these sessions are from 11.30am to 12.30pm Gulf Standard Time. The reason is an initiative to train, educate and consult the people of Dubai on Bitcoin and Blockchain strategy. And this is purely done in line with Dubai Blockchain strategy. The link for the event can be found on eventbrite.com. So what you guys can do is go to eventbrite.com and just type in blockchain DXP. You can also find the link on my website that is www.blockchainedxp.com or you can just drop me an email to info at In case you want to listen only to the audio version, you can do that via Podbean app. Podbean is an app for iOS and Android users. So what I will be covering on the 21st of October will be the history of Bitcoin. You're going to be covering the projects before Bitcoin, prior problems with cryptocurrency, that is the massive double spend problem. At this point of stage, I'm hoping that everyone knows what the double spend problem is and how Satoshi Nakamoto solved the double spend problem. We'll also look at who is Satoshi Nakamoto, why it matters and why it doesn't matter to know who is Satoshi Nakamoto. We will also go ahead and explore How Bitcoin works, that is how the blocks are created and how is it changed. So what is it that goes in a block and how the blocks are chained. So all this will be covered on the 21st of October at 11.30am. On the 28th of October, we are going to explore what BFT is, that is the Byzantine Fault Tolerance. We will also look at the Bitcoin White Paper. Now the Bitcoin White Paper is only 9 pages long. And last week, I talked about one of the projects in UAE where the white paper is 65 pages long. And from that 65 pages, the first 48 pages, they just give introduction to NFTs. If you look at Bitcoin's white paper, it's only nine pages long. So we'll just have a brief overview discussion on the white paper. We will also explore what is private key, what is public key and what is SHA-256 that is secure hashing algorithm and we'll explore three things that is the hashing algorithm the mathematics and cryptography get that goes into bitcoin and how bitcoin mining works the halving of bitcoin and the mining difficulty target will also be explained so in case if you want to get a better idea of how mining works you can even attend the standalone episode on the 28th of october and on the 4th of We look at the Bitcoin market share, the different folks of Bitcoin, and we'll also dwell into basics of Lightning and Liquid Network. What I keep saying is, since October, the new narrative building in the cryptocurrency space is Lightning Network, not Blockchain. So we'll explore what Lightning Network is, what Liquid Network is, the different types of Bitcoin the different types of wallets, and also Andreas and Tanopoulos, the pillars of Bitcoin and open blockchain. And we'll do a comparison of open blockchain versus private blockchain, and how you can actually buy or sell, or even huddle, that is, hold on to dear life, Bitcoin. And we'll explore some of the current and future state of Bitcoin. The next news is about Ethereum beginner's guide. Again, this is done in line with Dubai blockchain strategy an initiative to train educate and consult the people on blockchain technology now the ethereum beginners guide is a standalone episode on the 4th of november and will take place on 2 pm to 3 30 pm gulf standard time so both the events are on a thursday so what i'm going to be doing is on the 4th of november we're going to explore what is ethereum we would look at the history of ethereum and projects before Ethereum. The differences between Bitcoin and Ethereum. And we'll also pose this question, if Ethereum could actually overtake Bitcoin. We will discuss the challenges faced by Ethereum and the London hard fork, which happened I believe on the 5th of August. And can Ethereum flip Bitcoin in terms of price and in terms of coin market cap? In case you want to get involved in Ethereum, what is it that you need to do? In case you want to build on Ethereum, what are the sources that are needed to build on Ethereum? We will also discuss the competitors of Ethereum. There's a lot of news going on about Solana. There are also upcoming protocols such as Algorand. Even EOS. at one point of time used to be the Ethereum killer. So we're going to be discussing all those in detail. We will also look at the current and the future state of Ethereum. So these sessions are at a completely beginner level. Ideally suited with someone with little or absolutely no experience. A basic and beginner level understanding. No prior knowledge or technical expertise is needed. Sessions are completely free of cost, but I will not be giving absolutely any investment advice. Again, in case you want to book these sessions, you can go to eventbrite.com. You can also go to my website, that is www.blockchaintxb.com or drop me an email to info at com. That's all for today, guys, from the Crypto and Coffee at eight from Blockchain DXP. In case you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at com. You can also check my website, that is com. If you like listening to this, please follow this podcast, click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating, and share the word across. Now for the next 30 minutes, it's going to be an ask me anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about bitcoin blockchain pure blockchain and cryptocurrencies so let's kick this thing off hey everyone it's george from blockchain dxb you're listening to ask me anything series where your listeners can ask any questions about bitcoin blockchain pure blockchain and cryptocurrencies remember monday to thursdays 8 am to 8:30 am we have crypto and coffee at 8 where we talk about top price-related information about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, and cryptocurrencies. This is followed by two news and information related to Dubai, UAE, and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, and cryptocurrencies. This is followed by Ask Me Anything series, where your listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, and cryptocurrencies. I have a first question by Sean. Sean asks, how can governments ban cryptocurrencies? Now, the answer to that, Sean, is pretty simple. Governments cannot ban cryptocurrencies. Uh, That answer need not necessarily be true. Now, let's try to explore Sean's question. Sean's question is a legitimate and a really, really nice question. So, thank you, Sean, for asking that. How can governments ban cryptocurrencies? Governments can firstly stop privacy coins. So privacy coins such as Monero, Zcash, and any other upcoming privacy coins, what governments can do is they can impose severe restrictions on cryptocurrency exchanges. Apart from cryptocurrency exchanges, even websites such as BitcoinLocal.com or any website that accepts privacy coins, governments can impose severe restrictions with reference to Monero, I'm pretty sure that in UAE, a lot of the cryptocurrency exchanges have received an intimatum from governments. So, a lot of the cryptocurrency exchanges in UAE have withdrawn Monero from the exchange. I'm really not sure in other countries if Monero can be used in cryptocurrency exchanges. Talking about Monero, uh, on YouTube, uh, Sean, there's a very technical series called as Breaking Monero. It is a 8 or 9 part series, extremely technical. Even Monero is not as private as one thinks. Even Monero has some flaws and that particular series explains everything about Monero. And they also have explanation on Zcash. So going back to your question Sean, privacy coins is one area where governments can actually ban and can have really strict regulations for cryptocurrency exchanges. Similar to privacy coins, what governments can do if they want, they can have severe KYC requirements for cryptocurrency exchanges, which is have each and every details of a person who joins a cryptocurrency exchange. So really strong regulations, maybe have a strict age limit, maybe check uh, you know, the salary information, maybe check the personal identity. Like in UAE, you have the Emirates ID, in the US, I believe you have social security number. In the UK, you have the NIS number or national insurance number. So having really strong valid documentations, having withdrawal limits. A smart way what governments can do is reduce the withdrawal limits. And they can also have another documentation needed as to why you want to withdraw these funds. So let's say if someone wants to withdraw more than $5,000 dollars, it could be possible that governments can have strong regulations for every customer who wants to withdraw more than $5,000. They need to have more verification and more restrictions, or they just can't withdraw more than $5,000. And uh, what has happened is, uh, you know, Sean, Iran has also played a really smart move. And what Iran has done is, Iran is very much into Bitcoin mining. And effective 22nd of September, they have restarted bitcoin mining operations iran has played smart wherein the central bank of iran has told banks in iran to block accounts that accept bitcoins that were mined outside of iran now since bitcoin transactions are completely open source you can track where the bitcoin originated from so what iran has done any bitcoin that is mined outside of iran can lead for your bank account be blocked so that is one way how banks can you know impose severe restrictions can they completely ban cryptocurrencies definitely not and bitcoin also is not as fungible as we may think monero to a certain extent is extremely fungible but cash may be the most fungible form of currencies so let's wait and see sean if you know how the government reacts once central bank a digital currency kicks in, I don't think so there will be many use cases for privacy coins, but we'll just have to wait and see. I have another question by Nate who has asked, would you have any sessions on Cardano? Yes, absolutely, Nate. What I'm thinking is probably towards the end of the month I will release an article either via LinkedIn and on my podcast as well on as to the date on when I will have the Cardano series. The cardano series once again will be a beginning level session on cardano i'll try to follow the same um, path of you know bitcoin and ethereum so it becomes easier for someone attending bitcoin and ethereum to compare it in terms of what cardano is so what i usually do is going to start off with the history of cardano how cardano evolved i'll also talk about the smart contracts of cardano because cardano uses a different programming language so, yes, Nate, I'll go ahead and explain, you know, how Haskell programming language works. Cardano also had a summit a few weeks ago, so we'll discuss some information about the Cardano Summit and the current and future state of Cardano. So, definitely a great question, Nate. Most likely towards the end of the month is when I'll publish an article and also mention via Eventbrite.com. So, there will definitely be sessions not only on Cardano. I'm thinking of having one chain link as well and probably on NFTs and D5 as well so everything is definitely going to be free of cost I have another session by Laura who asked do you think Bitcoin will overtake gold now to be completely honest Laura I am not a gold expert so I cannot tell you that Bitcoin will definitely overtake gold because gold has been around for more than 5,000 years and Bitcoin is just a little over a decade. So I'm not sure if a Bitcoin will overtake gold. But there are some really strong indications for it. What I would recommend you to do is Laura. Peter Schiff, he's a massive gold guy. He has a fantastic podcast where he talks about gold and particularly bashes Bitcoin. I always enjoy listening to Peter Schiff because he puts up some really, really good points. And it's always good to learn and understand his point of view when we can learn a lot of things. Definitely listen to Peter Schiff's podcast. He loves gold at the same time he hates or thrashes Bitcoin. He explains why gold is a much better form of value than Bitcoin and will always be. One of the arguments that he says that it has been in existence for over 5000 years. A point which he says often is that in in case of there is a war, or a natural calamity gold can literally be melted and it can be used for different purposes you can't do that for bitcoin according to him bitcoin is the next tulip bubble that being said uh last week i talked about Paliya palya chamapati uh who has said that in according to him Bitcoin has already overtaken gold. So a lot of the multi-billionaires are definitely in the narrative that you know, Bitcoin has already taken gold. Are they saying it so that mainstream media picks up the news and they buy more Bitcoin? Because by doing that, the, the price of Bitcoin goes even higher. And these multi-millionaires who already have gold, they become even richer. So that could also be one of the ploy that they could be using. Dr. Noriel Rubini who is another detractor of Bitcoin, often thrashes Bitcoin, and he is really harsh on Bitcoin and blockchain and cryptocurrencies. He has some really interesting points which are against Bitcoin and against blockchain. According to him, Bitcoin and blockchain is just a glorified Excel spreadsheet. A part of me 100% agrees to him. And if you listen to Dr. Noriel Rubini, he always likes gold. He does not like cash, according to him. Cash is trash, something which Ray Dalio says quite often. Now, Dr. Norel Rubini does say some really powerful statements, and if you actually watch his debates, I've watched pretty much all of his debates. He does not like Bitcoin or does not like blockchain at all. In each on every one of his debates, every person he's talking to agrees to him. Alex Rychensky, who has had a debate with Norel Rubini, Says that whatever he's saying, he does agree to it. Vitalik Buterin agrees to Dr. Nadia Rubini. Roger Wong also agrees to Nadia Rubini. So, to answer your question, Laura, do I think Bitcoin will overtake gold? I don't particularly think so. Again, I'm not a gold expert. So, probably a gold expert who has got into Bitcoin might be in a better position to say that. But at the same time, if you look at YouTube influencers, they would definitely say that the price of Bitcoin will overtake gold. One reason why they are trying to do that is so that they can pump the price of Bitcoin. They can ask their followers. And some of these YouTube influencers, they have got well over 1 million followers. And some of them blindly listen to what they have to say. Some of the explanations do not necessarily be true as well. But they do believe and go with the FUD. So do I think... Lower the price of Bitcoin will overtake gold. I am really not sure, to be completely honest. Well, that's all for today, guys, from the Ask Me Anything series. If you have any questions or feedback, drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. Remember, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have crypto and coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. This is followed by two news and information related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. This is followed by Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies eight thirty AM to nine AM Gov Standard Time. That's all for today guys. in case you because any feedback or suggestions please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com. You can also check my website, that is www.blockchaindxp.com. Again, if you like listening to this, please follow this podcast, click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the world across. Thank you so much guys and have a great day. Bye bye.